0: Reading the Bible can encourage a person in their relationship with the Lord as much as any other spiritual discipline. The Christian Standard Bible is an English translation that strives to be faithful to the original languages without sacrificing clarity. The CSB maintains accuracy while remaining easy to read. It is a translation that pastors can feel confident preaching from, and the person in the pew can feel comfortable reading from in their own devotional time. The Word of God is living and effective, transforming the hearts of people, and our hope is that CSB is useful in more people being encouraged to read the Bible and share it with others. Learn more at csbible.com.
1: You're listening to the real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you got this. I want to start off this episode by thanking Radish Kids for sponsoring the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and this show i tell you that's the only way that we make these podcasts is with our sponsors so thanks so much and if you've not heard of radish kids check them out radishkids.com we've used them at our home and we have absolutely loved it let's get to the show
0: all right so here we
2: are this week on the real kathy lee you know it's been a while this girl she hadn't been to my house so we've not been able to sit down and have coffee and record podcasts so we're having a talk on the phone. Have you figured out who it is yet? This is my, you know, my buddy in Nashville, Ashley. Hi, Ashley. (laughs) So for being honest, the podcast that was supposed to be scheduled for today, this week, had to cancel. And I'm like, oh, come on, Ashley, let's do a podcast. And you're like, all right. I'm like, okay, I'm calling you now. So that's pretty much how this has happened, right? (laughs) That is exactly (laughs) how
0: this has happened. Yeah, so so that
2: is what we are doing.
0: Yes. Yes, so we'll see. Y'all will get to hear us um, fly by the seat of our pants a little bit.
2: (laughs) Which is what we mostly do. We might at least have a topic, and we kind of have a topic. We just, I just quickly said, hey, what do I get questions about all the time? And so go ahead, Ashley. Yes. What do I get questions about all the time?
0: um, Your number one question is, um, I would say, probably about organizing. How do you... How do I get it all together? How do I make all this work? I would say would be your number one question. So where would you start with that?
2: Well, I think it's funny. I do get that question a lot and it's interesting. People have this idea of who I am based on hearing me speak, right? They hear me talk about Mm -hmm. mud piles and painting and saying yes. And I think they envision that my house must look like chaos 24 seven. Now, we do have to that you send to my house a number of times, right? Does my house yes. look like that? No, I love you have a place for everything organized. Mm-hmm. I do, and I love it that way. You have <laughs> a huge and that makes It really
0: does have a place for everything. And if it doesn't have a place, then it doesn't belong there.
2: It's so true. Like right now, I just pulled out a box of some school supplies. And there are a few things on the counter. And I've told the children, go through these things. If you need them for this year, take them. If you don't, they are going away tomorrow. If I don't handle things that way, it becomes overwhelming. So I, I am the opposite of what people imagine. I think they, and maybe they don't imagine that, but from what I've heard, people are like, your health must be mess all the time. No, it can get a mess for sure. But I do like things to have a place. Organization helps me say yes. So that's why I think it's an important thing to talk about. So what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about first the kids, how we organize the kids, or how we organize the things?
0: I think um, we need to start with the things. What do okay. you
2: think? Yeah, yeah, I think that sounds good. Now, I will say, too, as much as I say I'm organized with everything, there's I do have one kryptonite kind of anti-thing uh, I struggle with. Organizing, and it's paper. I do struggle with organizing bills and paperwork and that kind of stuff. So if anybody has great suggestions for me on that, I want to hear them. But as far as your belongings, that let's talk about. So for children, when you have a lot of children, when you have young children, you really do need to come up with a space for everything. Shoes. It doesn't have to be a fancy built-in cabinet. I've had fancy built-in cabinets, and I've had baskets. You can do either or, but there must be a place. If you don't say shoes belong here, then that means they belong everywhere or anywhere. If you want to have paint accessible for your children, then you need to have a place that is easy for you to get to where all the paint things belong. I have had cupboards inside my house. In my laundry room, I had an extra cabinet that I put all of our paint and paint supplies when they were little. I also took an old armoire that was an entertainment center and put it on a covered porch. And I kept all of our art things out there as well. I've done a couple of different things for art supplies. But the when you have a place for it that's easy for you to say yes, the hardest part about saying yes is I think when we have to go and gather Stuff. Oh, you want to paint? <laughs> Let me see, the paintbrushes were in here. Hmm. The paper, do we even have paper? If we do go get some the copier or, you know, the printer or whatever. So mm-hmm. we, when we're having to gather it all over the house, it's much easier to get. we'll do that next time. Yeah. So when it takes you literally 30 seconds to grab something. So the number one thing I would say is have a place for everything if you're going to be organized. The second thing I would say is keep it simple. I often walk into playrooms and I am overwhelmed. I start getting anxiety by the amount of toys. Now, moms might have, you know, 20 different bins and they think they're doing the right thing because there is a place for everything, but at some point, it's too much. Simple is always better. Fewer is always better. Your children will thank you for getting them fewer quality toys without batteries than You know, lots and lots and lots of toys. So I always say if it needs batteries, you probably don't want to buy it because once the batteries go out, the kids are bored and don't want to use it. So think of toys, quality blocks, um, building supplies, um, I mean, definitely even real tools. I would like to see kitchen stuff, real kitchen access for the children, painting, um, things they can manipulate, clay and Play-Doh and that kind of stuff. You want quality things, but, again, minimal. If you have a, quote, playroom or an area where you keep this stuff, I suggest keep just three to five things out at a time and rotate them on a regular basis. That keeps it fresh for young children. So if you're doing our curriculum a year of playing skillfully again keep it simple. You don't we're not saying do 50 activities a day. We're saying do 2 to 3 activities a day. Buy the supplies you need for that and then, you know, add them in with other stuff and keep bins maybe in a storage area and pull them out as needed. But you do not need to keep everything you own out at the same time. Does that make
0: sense? Yes, that makes perfect sense. And currently it makes so much sense that i want to run and go get a garbage bag for all my kids toys
2: <laughs> yeah i'm a big and fan the exactly you said, know we of...
0: only needed five <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah right all these kids are going to be sending me little you know sad face emojis yeah. on their mama's phones <laughs> because i'm doing this But it really is beneficial. What happens is the kids get overwhelmed and they do start throwing things everywhere. And then you walk in and you're stepping on Legos and you're tripping and you're falling and you might be saying not so nice words because you're overwhelmed. But for the children, they really can't get in there and get engaged with something. I tell you, we had um, Polly Pocket when the girls were little, and we yeah. had so many different Polly Pockets and things that went with them, but I kept them in a big container, and we would put them away, and then we would bring them out, and it would just be like Christmas morning all over again. We'd bring them out a few weeks later. So if you do okay. that rotation system, it really does help the toys stay fresh. So you really get okay. m- more longevity out of them, honestly, if you do that. So you've got to have a place. Recommend- it's funny I was – go ahead.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to please. interrupt you. No, no, no. Um, I'm just rambling you, and I'm going. Would you say that there is an age on when you can stop rotating? I'm like, when cuz you know my kids now they're um 8 and 6 and um like I'm thinking when was the last time they played with anything other than the Legos or their um magnetic blocks? And I'm trying to think as I'm staring at all these toys. Um do I even have to rotate or do I know that those more sensory toys are the ones that they like and I can get rid of the rest? Well, what I would do is put them
2: away for a few weeks. Absolutely. makes great sense. Put them away for a few weeks. Maybe bring one or two out and test it. If after one or two weeks they still ignore them, absolutely donate. The perfect time of year, fall, people are getting ready for Christmas. Someone can wrap it up and give it to their kids. So that's okay. what I would do. Pull, pull back everything except for those two or three. Then maybe in two weeks bring one item back out. See how they respond. If they're like, oh,
0: my gosh, I wondered where that was.
2: Then keep it around okay. and just keep rotating. If they don't do that, then that's probably a sign they've moved on from whatever activity or toy that is. Okay. Yeah, always, always, always. Tell parents to simplify. It's probably the most common I see. Common thing I see when I walk into playrooms or, you know, or homes is just the too much of, and we, you know, I'm guilty of that as well. So keep it, keep it simple. Um, okay. I would say even in of their bedrooms for sure. Think of their bedrooms as a place you want to prepare them for rest in there. You want to get that space ready. So make sure they've got comfy pillows and their blankets and and a way for that room to get dark and things like that that's going to help them go to slumber and start a routine. That's part of being organized. And look, I also, let me be honest, somebody might be listening to this who knows me well and knows I'm such a free, free spirit, and they're like, What? Now, schedules, I'm a lot looser on. We have routines, but we are not a 7:15 a.m. We do this, a 10 a.m. We do this. That's not how we live. I often say when I'm speaking, we get up every morning, we get dressed, we brush our teeth, hopefully, we eat breakfast, we do school, we do some chores, we eat again, we go to bed. We usually do it in that order, but not at any particular time. You know, sometimes <laughs> days that starts at 7, some days that starts at 10, So, but it's usually in that order. So... But routines are helpful for being organized. Routines, you get up and do the same thing. You create habits for yourself. Like um, I know my husband always is great. In the morning before he goes to work, he unloads the dishwasher. He unloads it, gets gets it started fresh for us for the day so that we can just start loading it up. That's so helpful to have that one routine done or, you know, making your bed or simple things like that that help um, things stay in their place. and. Immediately putting things away is also another trick. I'm guilty sometimes. I'll get that later, but the more I go ahead and take care of those little items and put them away and teach those children to put them away, then you're less likely to have a major cleanup necessary. It can just be a little pickup along the way. So that's how it organize things. How's all that? That sounds
0: great. And don't – okay, so so
2: let's – I keep interrupting you. This phone stuff is hard. Hurry up and visit so we can do this podcast in person. I know. I know. Okay, don't
0: we need to go to commercial break?
2: (laughs) That's what I was about to say. See, let's (laughs) take a commercial break. We'll come back, and we'll talk about organizing
1: people. How's that work? Yay! All right, let's take a break. good. (laughs) Hey, I just want to thank our Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network sponsor, Radish, a cooking club and curriculum specially designed for kids by chefs and educators Radish is perfect for homeschooling families, and I should know. I'm a homeschooling family, and we have used this program and have absolutely loved it. With Radish, you're able to teach thematic cooking lessons and incorporate math, science, nutrition, geography, and culture. The kitchen is the tastiest place to learn with radish, and if you use coupon code PODCAST at checkout, you'll receive $15 off a 6- or 12-month membership. Visit radishkids.com slash homeschool to learn more and to download a free lesson. And that's radish with two D's, R-A-D-D-I-S-H kids dot com. You won't regret it. Get cooking with your kids. It's fun.
2: Okay, so we're back with Ashley, who's not sitting in my house. I'm so sad. She's sitting far, far away in Nashville. Oh, Ashley, you need to come visit soon. Oh,
0: I will. I will. I'm ready. So we're talking about organizing.
2: I do get asked about organizing all the time. I do get asked, what do you do with a med? Let me just address that real fast before we move on to organizing people. Here's the thing. Kids, they're dirty, they're messy, and they're noisy. It's kind of that, like, I think it's in the dictionary it says that. Kids, dirty, (laughs) messy, noisy. So you've got to realize that if you're going to be a parent of one of those beings, there's going to be dirt and mess and noise. And so here's Mm -hmm. what you do. You clean it up. You just clean it up. It's not a big deal. We make it such a big deal. Oh, my gosh, that mess. Okay, yeah, it is. But it's just mud. So get water. You know, it's just paint, washable paint, hopefully. Don't give them permanent paint. You know, wash it. Yeah. Magic erasers are wonderful things. It's our approach about it. We get so stressed out. Don't give them a ton. Don't give them the whole jar or the whole bottle of paint. Just give them a little bit. You do what's doable, but just know mm. it washes. It washes, it washes, it washes. It's their right to be dirty and messy and noisy. They must do it, actually. So we need to find a way to help deal with that. And it's just to simply address our, I mean, just adjust our attitude, I think.
0: I think that that's a really good point. And I think um, I even see in my kids, when my attitude towards cleaning is adjusted, their attitude towards cleaning is adjusted. If I'm okay with it and happy about it and is like, this isn't so bad, let's just knock it out, They're more apt to help me. If I'm like. It's kind of like
2: that with everything. Yeah. Isn't it like that with everything though? I mean, with eating, with, yeah, exercising, with almost everything. We set the tone for the house. We really do set the tone, which is convicting, you know, but, but hopefully Hopefully, then we can set It is, but we can set the tone. So let's move on to people. How do we organize those little people? So often people say, okay, how do I do this play-filled life when I'm trying to homeschool older kids or I'm trying to work outside the home, I mean, work it from inside the home? How do I do it all at the same time? And, look, I'm guilty. I'm in all that. You know, I've got all different types of ages, children, and I'm trying to run a business and record a podcast. And, you know, so it's difficult. I think the easiest way for parents who have lots of children to homeschool is to not take advantage, but take advantage of having lots of children. You pour into those little ones first thing in the morning. You get their snuggles. You get that time. You read a book with them. And then you set up an environment that's going to be enticing for them so that one of their older siblings can come alongside and Be engaged with them, for example. Set up a sensory activity. Invite the 10-year-old to play with the 3-year-old while you're working with the 8-year-old. And then invite the 8-year-old to work with the 3-year-old while you're working with the 10-year-old. And then when the 3-year-old is taking a nap, maybe that's when you teach the 8 and the 10-year-old together and do a history lesson or whatever. But you rotate the children and you allow them to be part of that teaching then that 3 year old's going to grow up and maybe you adopt another baby then that child can then help you with the younger one and that is a beautiful way to help teach these children responsibility it frees you up and it is beneficial for their brain as well because they are digging into that sensory that they might not have done otherwise so it really is uh-huh. beneficial to do that I think it's in the little moments that you also organize these kids. You organize your time to pull them into those little moments with you. You allow them to cook dinner with you. You allow them to, you know, go with you. Or if you, if you have older ones that can stay home, only take a couple with you so you get some special time with them. Try to be, you know, deliberate about how do I make the most of all of this time with them. And then how do we as a family work together so that everybody gets some mommy time and some sibling time, some daddy time? All of that is beneficial. Ah. <laughs> oh. That's, is that eye <laughs> opening off? Is that I'm bored off? <laughs> is that, oh, my gosh, oh, I only have two kids. This doesn't apply I to me.
0: <laughs> should have expanded on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Um, that's really good because I think oftentimes we think, okay, I got to get, um, kid A started, then I get kid B started, then I get kid C started. Instead of saying, kid B and C can help each other, they can start each other, and I can be with kid A. That, that really takes a lot of the pressure off. Well, a, a thousand
2: kids really only have to be a step ahead of their sibling to help. I mean, I see it yeah. all the time now that I've got three high schoolers, uh, two middle schoolers. They're all working together. They're asking math problems across the counter. One's helping them with their paper. One's going, hey, you should put that word in there. They all, because they've done it their whole lives, they just naturally work together and help one another. And it's and it a beautiful way because That's they're amazing. teaching and they don't even realize it. Yeah. Wow,
0: that's amazing.
2: I think it's the simplest way to organize kids. The other thing I think you do is if you want to get up with another family and and share, either say hey I'll teach the little ones, or you work with the older ones, or can I bring my little one to your house on Tuesday and I'll take your little one on Thursday, or mm-hmm. your twelve year old's driving you crazy at home because she's PMSing. Can you send her to my house and you know she'll be good here? I mean there's there's all kinds of ways that we can work together to help each other school those older ones, and keep our little ones at home too. And make sure they have plenty to do. I mean, we we are guilty of giving them devices, all of us, because it's convenient mm-hmm. for us. But really, I, I know often when parents come in our booth, they are amazed. How long their children will be and will interact and engage in the materials we put before them. So, if you put quality materials before your children, they will be engaged. They will focus for much longer than five minutes. So, make sure you're offering quality, hands on, sensory, open ended, process oriented activities for those children, those young children. We're talking three to seven for sure. Okay.
0: Okay, that's a lot of stuff we talked about. It really was. It really was, and I feel, I feel motivated. I can do this. This clutter that I have right now, I can tackle it one step at a time, and I can do it.
2: Yeah, just start with one room. Just go ask yourself when's the last time they played with that. Don't say you're throwing it away. Just put it away for now. Put it away for a few weeks, and say, you know, you know, bring it back out later do that with every area of your house, honestly. I do that in my kitchen often. I do that in my with my clothes. It's funny. We're getting ready to move, and a lady who's helping me, Pat, came in, and she started looking. She's like, well, you better start on your clothes now because you're going to have so many. I go, no, no, I don't have so many. Uh, yeah, so go look at my closet. She goes, oh, my gosh, i got more clothes than you. I'm like, yeah, because I get rid of them if I don't wear them. You know, in yeah. here, unless they're a favorite, favorite thing, they go. I just I, – that helps me. Keep things to a minimal. So don't be scared to share your things with someone else. I mean, you might be done with it, but someone else might be so excited to get that gently used shirt. So donate it. And, um, you know, makes a nice day. So minimal, minimal, minimal. Find a place for everything. Let your kids know what that place is. And clean up because messes are going to happen. really isn't that difficult yeah. if, if we just start moving towards that goal.
0: Oh, I like it. Okay, well, that's what I got okay. first for
2: the Moment Podcast. I hope people got something out of it. We're still going to try and have my buddy Marianne on another week. Um, she just had some things come up and could make it, but we'll get her on another week to talk about art and some fun things. Next week, we're going to have Samantha from Radish Kids. Radish Kids is one of our sponsors. We've been talking about them. They are amazing. We have done their program. My kids love Radish Kids. I don't know if your kids have done it, Ashley, but that's a fabulous present for your kiddos is their once-a-month cooking that they offer. They send you these boxes in the mail. They're the coolest thing. They have all the utensils and the recipes, and they're cute, and they're fun, and the food is good. And it helps our kids learn to cook. So Sarah was obsessed. She'd be so excited every month when we got ours in the mail. So we've done it. We love it. And they're one of our sponsors. So she's going to be on next week. Actually, I had asked her to be on before I knew they were going to sponsor us because I wanted to talk about why she loves cooking with young kids so much. So it's a cool story. We've actually already recorded that one, and we're going to put it on the air next week. So oh, I look at me. I'm being organized.
0: I'm one step ahead. <laughs> you are one step ahead. You go. You go. Well, that's
2: because I'm going to be in Germany next week having fun. So I had to yeah. get my act together. Well, yeah. No, All right, so, Ashley, so thanks for, for being
0: on you. your trip. <laughs> thanks.
2: thanks for stepping in this week and talking organization with me. Love you.
0: I love you, too. Anytime, my friend. We'll talk to you
1: later. All right, bye. You've been listening to The Real Kathy Lee. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. To find out more, check out therealkathylee.com. You can download us every Friday on iTunes or your favorite app to listen to the podcast. If this hot mess can rock motherhood, so can you.